Welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. I am your host, Josh Denhart. The Lead Volunteers Podcast exists to help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. This podcast is a production of the leadministry.com suite of resources, which includes our flagship course, Lead Volunteers, how to recruit, train, and retain volunteers. Let's jump into the podcast. Welcome. Today's kind of a weird topic, Jeff. Something that uh, we're calling today mob mentality exists. Yeah. And uh, it exists, right? Absolutely. Yeah, just this I, like this kind of individuals turning into a group <laughs> pack of wild wolves almost is, yeah. is the idea. But it can be dangerous. It can. Yeah. It can be dangerous. It can be. Fun, it can be dan- like I, I, I mentioned right before we hit record. Like, it's it's hard to see this because some of my favorite memories in high school probably involve me mob. being in dangerous mob mentality situations <laughs> right. in youth group when I, yeah, probably shouldn't have been. But it's I mean from I a leader's it. first perspective, and you know, just from a overall health liability standpoint, uh, I think this is something that's important to talk about because yes. We'll, we'll be extra clear in saying we're not fun coming, haters. Yeah, we're not fun haters. We're not coming down on like a, you need a policy for every situation. Oh, I know. To like over policying situations to take the spontaneity and to take the fun out of right. it. That's not it at all. And um, if, if anybody knows me, dude, exactly. I live for the fun. And same here. Exa- like that's why I said when I first saw this, I was like, oh, you mean throwing stuff out of. 16-story hotel windows downtown Minneapolis isn't a good idea. Yes, <laughs> so bad idea. There's, yeah, there's a line. There's a balance, there's as a always, uh, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But Well, because we're dealing with volunteers, and and they may not have the same frame of reference or thought that a staff person yeah. might have. Mm-hmm. And so we this is something that we got to cover. Yeah, can I mean, we start maybe just define mob mentality, yeah. get some definitions out there before we dig in? Yeah, so it's also called herd or hive mentality. So it's this the inclination that some humans have when they're inside of a large group, they often neglect their own individual feelings in the process, adopting behaviors or actions that are uncharacteristically not them, mm-hmm. and they adopt the behaviors of the group. So it explains how one person's point of view can be easily altered by those around them. So this idea herd behavior in humans is frequently observed in times of danger and panic. As an example, a fire in a building often causes herd behavior. Uh, People like, like they just flee together in a pack Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, it's herd behavior, right? And you might ask, what causes mob mentality? Ultimately, it's losing your own personal identity for a moment or a short, brief period of time. And then you lose your identity and you become part of this larger identity of the group. Mm-hmm. You lose your sense of individual identity. Here's the tough part. Your emotions can get hijacked. Being a part of a group can lead to heightened emotional states that can be excitement, anger, hostility, like stupidity would be mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. 
And so that's that's mob mentality. I've been in it before, and so have you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I've seen it too, where it's in these like ex- more extreme situations. And I think that's maybe more so what we're going to talk about. But I've seen it too on like a smaller scale, where maybe um, uh, like we'll, we'll talk in a second. It, it tends to happen a lot more in younger, like it peaks in high school, like the age ranges when mm-hmm. it happens. So you'll see it a lot in youth ministry, kids yep. ministry. But I've <coughs> seen it in adults too. I have too. And I I've also seen it where it might not be like a let's go put some gas in a bottle and light it and throw it and see what happens. Crazy situations, but also just in personalities of maybe more uh, insecure yes. people, quiet, like the the quieter kind of get invited to an adult small group or are invited to a group or join a group for the first time and are just a little more um, just quiet to themselves, mm-hmm. maybe insecure about themselves to have deeper i don't know we're all humans we all sure, got our stuff course, going on um but then you see the more maybe insecurity in a different way with like the big extroverted confident person right. um right. i've seen an incident you won't see this maybe hopefully not a ton in the church but i've seen it in different situations family situations where you've got someone who maybe drinks a lot and yes. is like kind of the um, bravado the yeah crazy. The, the, they're they're the show they're creating the fun hey yeah. how's it they're the party and so they're bringing it with them and then you take the quieter more vulnerable insecure person and they're kind of bringing them in and all of a sudden these quieter people are starting to like say phrases that they're not they're, they're not accustomed to used to and they're starting to act a little different and they're starting exactly. to mirror and they're exactly. starting mirror to that's a big one that's what this is mm-hmm. mirroring and so i've again i've seen it in those kind of different maybe non-ministry contexts, but also yep. like the person who's just starts not quite acting like themselves and it's just kind of like that's a bummer like that's that's off but i've also seen it and been a part of the crazy like exactly let's go <clears throat> jump over the fire and see who can jump the farthest and like right. the crazy situations that yeah and so here we are mob mentality happens when does it happen in a ministry context and how does this apply to ministry well we often are in large groups in a ministry context mm-hmm. uh, retreats big events anything off-site usually is a great breeding ground for mm-hmm. mob mentality so mob mentality as we talked about peaks in high school starts in late elementary into junior high and can carry into college but even adulthood it's typically males and can involve bodily injury it's usually guys yeah especially with some of those more dangerous situations for sure for i think sure. in in girls i've seen it the high school middle school um in language, like yes. things that are said, gossipy type things, mm-hmm. and this isn't just uh, either or. It's it's both <laughs> and. But it is. Generally but these generalizations, speaking, yeah. yeah. Um, you've seen it where all of a sudden you've got a student coming crying to one of our girls. They said, and you realize that all of a sudden, just conversation kind of got away from you, and yep. you didn't you didn't, didn't realize where I was it. going. Didn't think, and then all of a sudden we ended up here. You're like, oh, okay. Bummer. This we've got a. Now we have to address something. And that's where the yeah policy and all that stuff comes in. Okay. So I want to give a couple examples. One, my wife and I started this thing. We were volunteers at the time. We weren't on staff at the church. I think this thing that we created actually was kind of a fast track to become on staff. But we called it Camp Survivor. And it was like the fifth and sixth grade super version of VBS uh, at the church that we worked at or that we went to. The VBS for fifth and sixth grade kids was like 12 kids and all their parents were volunteers. And they were like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know. 
Moses in the wicker basket <laughs> wasn't working for them. So mm-hmm. then we brought this high, high, high energy offsite thing called Camp Survivor mm-hmm. over the top. Awesome. Super fun. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I were the kind of the directors that we ran it. And we had been previously serving as volunteers in the high school ministry. And so then we grabbed and recruited a bunch of the top high school kids to be these kind of junior counselors with an adult as the senior counselor. Right. And so mm-hmm. then the uh, adult senior counselor, a uh, high school quality high school kid as a junior counselor. And they had like eight to 10 to 12 fifth and sixth graders as their little tribe. Mm-hmm. They all made flags. It was this whole situation. Yep. Okay. Fine. So everybody would get there early. <clears throat> we had, um, you know, treats for all of the leaders, bagels and whatnot. So I was setting up some stuff and I heard some kind of ruckus and I was like, what's going on? Well, what happened is at this at this campground that we were at, maybe like a mile and a half from our church, it was kind of a crazy deal, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the city, this huge campground. And some high school kids had taken a younger kid, or like one of their peers in high school, but they were a little bit younger, a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. and they had placed them into this old, non-working phone booth on this campground. And they had like held the door, and there's a whole group of people and everybody was laughing that this mm-hmm. kid was now inside of this thing. Nothing wrong at this point. Maybe the kid's getting his feelings hurt, but okay, we're, 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 hasn't really, hasn't blown over yet okay. mm-hmm. until it was decided that somebody should get their car and back it up to the door and pin the kid in so that humans didn't have to hold the door so that, yeah. <laughs> right? So I, the the look of the youth pastor just if you could if people on the podcast could only see Jeff's eyes he was mm-hmm. like okay I see where this went yeah and so the path all of a sudden here's what I walk out to I walk out to a whole group of people kind of laughing some of the girls were horrified and mm-hmm. saying that this was a bad idea mm-hmm. right and there was a car completely backed up pinning this kid in and I don't think he was laughing at that point right no. And unfortunately, I've seen a similar story play out with a porta potty. Uh, right. But man, and it's again, it's interesting to be on this side of brain development because, right, like, as the leader, you're like horrified. Like, what guy? What do you? That's not loving. That's not kind. Like, what does that kid okay. feel like? That's the, right. The bully there. But how easy? Like, I was that kid. I was probably backing the car up. When I was that age. Because somebody else yelled out. So this is the snowball effect. I mean, it's logical thinking. My arms are tired. I don't want to hold this thing. Right. And so then all of a sudden. use the car. Right. And so then it just goes from one thing and then it kind of, it's an escalating Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Okay. There's one. Here's another one. So we were on Wednesday nights at our church and this guy, this, this small group leader is a high capacity. I'm talking one of the smarter people that I've ever met owns a business, multi-million dollar business. He is a big dog in the community. Mm-hmm. And he and his small group um, thought it would be good to go up on, well, started out by just like throwing balloons, water balloons at people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then this leader, now watch this. Here's kind of how this happens. It's like funny, it's funny. And somebody's like, well, they threw one at that girl's head and it hit her and it was like, 
bad, funny, but good, funny, and funny. And so then somebody wants to take it to the next level mm-hmm. because everybody wants to. It's the one up. It's the one upsmanship. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what happens here. So they ended up, this leader had the bright idea let's go up on the roof, the two story roof of the church. Mm-hmm. And so then they went through the annals of the church, back, back channels, and climbed up this thing and mm-hmm. nobody's ever been there and he gets he knows how to get out there and then they start pelting people with water balloons on the roof mm-hmm. now in my mind as the children's director i'm like okay t- s- slow everything down like first of all you just showed a whole bunch of kids like the back way through the church to get up on the roof they didn't know that beforehand mm-hmm. you've just now opened that door for them mm-hmm. like literally yeah. <laughs> and figuratively yeah second um, like you, you have to think liability minded. You have to be liability minded in your thinking mm-hmm. and like, you know, a two story fall. That's, that's a game changer for some kid. Mm-hmm. And it just, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, and, and of course I reprimanded this guy. He didn't appreciate it. He said, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but what, here's where my mind goes. So now we're pinning a kid into the thing with a car and we knock it over and he gets hurt. Like the next step is always the one that you gotta be a little concerned about. Kid mm-hmm. falls off, whatever. My point is, is that things mushroomed out of control in a normal, normally logical, straight-laced business guy got taken to a place that he yeah. didn't actually think. Mm-hmm. I got one more for you because you mm-hmm. said something about fire. Great. <laughs> okay. So we were at this adult Sunday school ministry bonfire. Now, mind you, this was, it started out out of control because we took this, like this guy was redoing his house and his entire, we like they took off the roof, like the whole roof mm-hmm. uh, with trusses and everything. And then everybody was encouraged to bring their like scrap firewood or scrap lawn sticks. Mm-hmm. And so this thing was so huge. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. My wife, this was like, okay, you know where Waukee is? Mm-hmm. This was, this was before walkie had expanded in all directions and so mm-hmm. this was like um well sorry rob's old house you're just kind of on the edge of the country on like, the edge of the country mm-hmm. and now it's been absorbed by houses but it wasn't yeah. that way okay? you look on one side you've got des moines you got look on the other side you've got the rest of iowa all yes cornfields okay mm-hmm. so w- this is like you know like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden my wife and I are driving out to this bonfire and she's like, do you know where you're going? And I said, uh, not really. And I said, found it. We were miles away. There were, I'm not joking. It was 90 foot flames. It was literally the biggest thing that I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, there it is. She's like, Oh my word. And so we show up at this thing and people are like, you have to stand way back from this mm-hmm. cold outside, but you had to stand way back. It was absolute lunacy how huge this fire mm-hmm. was there was no question in my mind that the police were going to get called and the fire people they never did but it was it started out over the top mm-hmm. i mean i'm not exaggerating it's the biggest yeah. thing i've ever seen in my life okay so that all of the ladies went inside and they were you know there were some small children and they were eating some treats and all of us dudes were outside well it ended up that someone started juggling like burning hot coals in their hands, mm-hmm. just like tapping them off their hands. And, you know, it was like, oh, that's kind of funny, which led to parlor trick, type parlor of, yeah. trick. Yep. And so that led to somebody going and getting gallon jugs of gasoline and throwing it into the fire. Yeah, as you would, uh-huh. <laughs> which then led to somebody taking another gallon jug and making a, 
a, a trail of gasoline that the flame would start tracking after you and you just had to keep running and like in my mind this is the voice of reason i was like stop Mm -hmm. stop everything like that's gonna like i had visions of somebody getting third degree burns whatever but it was out of control fun Mm -hmm. that had gone too far here's the here's the one where i think the, the the jug tracking with the fire that's probably the worst but there was this huge rottweiler and then the fun turned to let's take turns hanging from a tree limb and get the dog to latch onto your leg and swing. I mean, it was totally out of control. So let's remind this is a group of middle schoolers, right? No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Exactly. This is a group of grown adults. By the way, um, I gotta I gotta point out, um, like straight out, this was college educated doctors. There were two doctors there business leaders, teachers, mm-hmm. ministry leaders, and financial advisors. These were not slouch, random. Yeah. These were high players in our church. They're not stupid people, yet the collective mob reduced the collective wisdom mm-hmm. pretty fast. Yeah, Which, the, that's the danger. Is. Exactly. Hey, podcast friends, let's pause for just a moment. You want to achieve your goals, you want to make a difference in the world, and you want to maintain margin in your life. But we all seem to vacillate between two unhealthy extremes. We either work obsessively or we're plagued with feelings of laziness. The Lead Productivity Course taps into the ancient wisdom of Solomon. You see, it's high time that we see productivity and achievement in a fresh light. Let's ditch the push harder, stay up later, Americana go, go, go approach. The Lead Productivity Course helps you achieve far more than you ever imagined and yet maintain personal margin in healthy relationships. Go to leadministry.com to learn more. And if you use the promo code PODCAST, you can take an additional 20% off. Now, back to the podcast. Which, that's the danger. Exactly. When the outdoing and the steps get to a point and just being able as a leader to and your team of leaders know where the line is exactly and, and it's just a be able to name thing. it and and yeah. somebody has to be the voice of reason exactly okay i talked about this a, sec- a second ago but we got to be liability minded be the voice of reason and train your people to be liability minded and have a cool head when a little silliness snowballs and starts to get out of control. There is, however, as you said, a balance. What mm-hmm. is the balance between spontaneous spontaneity and spontaneous fun and things bubbling over and getting out of control? For me personally, I think it comes down to trying to outdo each other. As we've said, mm-hmm. the one-up factor, a young kid can see an adult do something crazy or dangerous. It gets a laugh. It causes excitement. The next move is for somebody else to try to do this and get that same herd or group affirmation mm-hmm. it can get out of control super fast so you, you brought this up what we don't want to do is be layered and layered and layered with all of these like you you can't create rules to predict like okay hey here's a rule don't like don't back into a, a yeah. door with like you can't even predict that no Mm-hmm. Like mob mentality, it you don't know where it could go, so you can't have a rule to prevent that which is kind of like group viral. Mm-hmm. It just goes. And so, I mean, seriously. And as a former high school 
piece of junk. I <laughs> was very much in this mob mentality and loved just one-upping out doing that was all of high school. You can ask Mike, who was my youth pastor, yeah. but it like, you're going to find the gaps. It's like, oh, well, they said don't back the car <laughs> into the phone do, booth. Let's front. Let's put the... the exactly. Yeah. Let's find Got every it. loophole. So it's not about fight. It's not about making rules. Okay. It comes down to maturity and discernment mm-hmm. i think and we'll come back to that um, but i've seen godly leaders do uncharacteristically stupid things endanger lives endanger reputations simply because things got out of control it happens and it happens fast mm-hmm. in my opinion the remedy the remedy to this is to instill into as many leaders as you can the idea number one that mob mentality exists mm-hmm. that it that, that yeah just naming it just naming it mm-hmm. this can happen number two encouraging them to be the pump of the brakes, help them to know to pump the brakes. By the way, this is not hitting the emergency brake and locking the skids. Correct. It doesn't That's have to be distinction. that. Distinction. Pumping the brakes. It just takes one silly move to snowball into a series of stupid things. In the same way, it takes one voice of reason to bring a calming logic to the table and cool things off. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the you know. It's like oh, here comes Connie, the wet blanket. Chill. Mm-hmm. Like Connie, like like let's all have a little bit of, you know, wet blanket. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's just so important to. That's why teams are so important to have people around you because yes. that doesn't all fall on you. Um, in case you're the personality type who's like just excitable and yeah. excitement, that's kind of how I am. It's easy to just be like, oh yeah, let's go for it. Let's right, do it. This right. is fun. This is funny. <clears throat> this Not, is gonna. This is gonna make a memory. Yeah. That's at where this, this point, I've tried. I think I've self-aware matured enough to the point of like i'm not gonna intentionally harm a kid for the joy of others so like locking people in, i think that's about but like the bonfire how axe, thing how about axe throwing or, yeah. or hatchet throwing i mean it's it's fun to a point and then i mean like you just got to think through this stuff mm-hmm. right and that's and, by the way that's a, a real story yeah exactly but like and it, it just shows it can come out of anything the all adults playing with fire like no one was trying to hurt anyone else uh-uh. but it's just kind of like Having yeah. fun. And so having a team around you, if you're the, whether you're the big person, like, yeah, let's go for it. Or whether you're like, kind eh, of kind of lead more Connie, maybe like just having a people around you that can notice those things because we're all like ministry supposed to be fun. That's right. Especially if you're in a youth or kids ministry context. Like we are prone to, we're all prone to let it get out of control. Exactly. Even That's, my wife, who is is the most level-headed of them all Um, like Mm -hmm. she would never let it get too far Mm -hmm. but in the fun of things like she is the breaks to my life yeah and so just to have people around you all you need is one little pump of the brakes to kind of help bring everybody bring okay reality here yep it's probably not a good idea to have fire chase me while i'm holding gas yes okay so watch this here's so number one you name it this exists. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, it's pumping the brakes and it's bringing, it's, it's okay, it's putting oxygen back into people's brains. That's what mm-hmm. pumping the brakes does because mm-hmm. all of a sudden people are like, they're just like, they've got helium on the brain and they're talking high pitch and they're just like, ah, they're just kind of <laughs> manically going around. You need to pump some oxygen in. Okay. The other thing is to cause people to adopt liability mindset. Now, that's an interesting one. Yeah, because it doesn't sound fun at all. It does not. (laughs) But here's what I do. Now, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying be excessively vigilant or be a fun killer. However, here's how I have 
I trained myself as this as a high school chemistry teacher. I trained myself as a, as a, a kid's pastor. I trained myself as a dad. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. I like to place myself in the witness stand and pretend that a lawyer is asking me yes or no questions. I can give no mm-hmm. context. So, Mr. Denhart, on the date of July 18th at or around 10 a.m., did you witness people chugging Red Mountain Dew in the hotel lobby of the downtown Embassy Suites? Yes, but no, Mr. Denhart, just answer my questions. Did you see one individual start to chug a two-liter all by themselves? Yes. Did you stop this behavior? No, I did not. Were you present in the hotel lobby when this individual started throwing up in the eight-story water fountain of the Embassy Suites in downtown? Yes. Did you know or not know that Red Mountain Dew would cause not only a staining, but it also clogged the internal system, causing $14,000 of damage? Did you anticipate that that would happen? No. No further questions, Your Honor. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Denhart, did you or did you not, um, were you in direct observation of the kids backing up the, it's like, Mm-hmm. And so you got to think seven steps down the road. Now, that the puking one is not one that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But here's one that did. I just thought of this. So our youth group was at the downtown Des Moines Embassy Suites for this huge statewide youth thing. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it was the Valley Church kids who decided to put, um, you know, like in the, in the hotel rooms, they have those um, uh, little bottles of like palm olive dish soap. Mm-hmm. And so then they took those and squeezed them into the eight-story fountain thing. And that churning of the water over and over and over, it was bubbling over. It was bubbling down. It was a colossal wreck. Mm-hmm. And the entire state no longer got to have that convention or that little mm-hmm. conference thing. My point is craziness can happen and I think you just got to be prepared. So mm-hmm. people out there are like, wow, what the, what's kind of a weird topic? It is. Because it's like, again, I'm li- like, I'm the kid dumping soap. 10, 15 years ago, like, that's Jeff in high school. Like, this is going to be hilarious. And we, we and tried actually to, it like, was hilarious our, until it wasn't. Exactly. And our, when our pranking and stuff, we tried to level it out. We would never intentionally hurt someone or anything like that. But it's just, it's so easy. It is. To fall into the, oh, what if we do? Oh. And then the, oh, okay. So the, here's the, here's, here's the crazy thing. It's one thing. And I mean this, it's one thing when the high school kids do it, we're expecting that, yeah. but I have watched leaders mm-hmm. become the instigators and the one-upsmanship and then it's, they're trying to gain relationship or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just gotta be careful. And that's probably the, the big takeaway from today's podcast. When you again, you say like, this is kind of a weird one, but like when it comes to training, just a, a simple Naming it and mm-hmm, an awareness mm-hmm. of mob mentality can help you on these events, can help you with your small groups. It can help. Again, it tends to happen. The crazier things happen with the guys. A lot more stories in that way, but it can also happen with the girls too. And so just naming it so that in so your that training, awareness, in your right? yeah, preparation, you can be aware to hopefully create some lines that have super fun memories and exciting times, Yes, but no trips to the courthouse. <laughs> or to the emergency room, or emergency room, or the phone one, calls with parents, or right. all of all or, of or the one above. kid getting like becoming the butt of a humongously bad joke. Mm-hmm. You know that the list and goes on. Even worst case, like it could lead to a point where 
you no longer have a job. You're exactly right. Because at the end of the day, the buck does stop with you. There's a lot of outcomes. And so being liability-minded doesn't make you a fun killer. No, it doesn't. It uh, probably just makes you a little more of a prepared leader that can help yeah, navigate situations and events and retreats so that they're just as much fun as they are. Not <laughs> like, I got a terrible idea. Scenarios. You ready? I got a terrible, not a terrible idea. This would be kind of funny, though. If any leaders out there have their own stories, because you and I have ours. That oh, we've shared, for sure. It would be kind of funny if you emailed me at josh at leadvolunteers.com. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to go through And those. to like have some, like send us your crazies because mm-hmm. they exist. <laughs> 100% they exist. Uh, so at the end, Make your people aware, mm-hmm. uh, teach people uh, that it's not a bad thing to pump the brakes and it's, you're not a fun killer. Because mm-hmm. we want, watch this, we don't want a one and done career for you. What we want is a decade of, of, of great, a great ministry track record and a great reputation. Mm-hmm. Well, gang, this has been an odd one, but listen, that's our whole point is to talk about every angle uh, when it comes to leading volunteers. Gang, we will catch you guys on the next one. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.